What's up, everyone, and welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today we have Nakul Verma, the developer behind In My Shadow. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Did I get Did I get the name correct? Yeah, yeah that was right. I okay, used to perfect. That's like my second <laughs> name. <laughs> I was very nervous. Um, I'm glad you agreed to come on because I've, I've seen your project for a while on Twitter. We've we've been following each other and I I kept seeing it and I was like, oh, I want to talk about that, but it never seemed right. But now I think is, is kind of the time because you're getting a little bit closer. There's a, a demo coming soon. Um, yeah. But that being said, before we actually talk about the game, I always like to just kick this off by getting to know the creator. So uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, who you are, how you got into the game space, and then eventually went on to create your own studio known as Playbay. Oh, okay, yeah. So I've been a game developer uh, since the very start of my career. So so I am from India, by the way. And uh, so since 2014, I've been making games and like making games for other companies as a job. But I, I was very much inspired by indie games in general and specifically Limbo. Like Limbo was the, the game that actually moved me and uh, converted me into an indie gamer from a AAA gamer. And wow. like, so since then, like I played that in 2015, I think. Uh, and since then, I've been always wanting to make a good, uh, like a game that can move others as well. So... I've been doing that like as my part-time hobby as making indie games but in 2018 I started working on this prototype this shadow prototype mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I did some research, like after making the prototype I, like very basic prototype after doing that I did some research on if there are similar games and like t- to my surprise there were there weren't many games based on shadows and specifically like puzzle games that revolve around the core mechanic as the shadows so in 2018, I made a like a polished, not a polished, uh, it's just a, a rough prototype, and I submitted that to the India GDC. Uh, this 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 competition in India, it's like the in, India Game Developer Conference, and right. like very unexpectedly, very surprisingly, the game actually won the entire thing, like, like the best upcoming game. So, Dang. Look yeah, at you. <laughs> that was really surprising because. Uh, just imagine like before that I had no idea of I had no plans of going full-time India I was just doing my job and someone like one of my mentors motivated me that you should this game is cool you should apply uh, with this game and so mm-hmm. after that I was motivated and I even went to the GDC the real GDC after that and so that was the turning point when I felt that okay I do have something good and like what motivated me was the journey of all the developers that I met in GDC and to see how much effort people actually put in their indie games, how much sacrifices they do. And and I was there just having my comfortable job and having this <laughs> great game in my hand, doing nothing about it. So Makes in 2019, sense. I left my job. And since then, like I've been doing a lot of iterations on this game because... Uh, like you can see this is a very innovative game and I did not have a lot of reference to look up to for this game and so this game has gone through a lot of changes and finally now it's something that can be released yeah that's awesome though but uh, yeah so one of the cool things I did want to talk about that is is you have won you know a couple of awards already on this game you had that that one that you just mentioned I think there was Indie Prize Asia as well in 2019 you know what is it 
and you kind of touched upon this already, but like as far as as entering those competitions and and being able to win those or even just being a part of that, right? Like how did that impact the game? Do you think that it could have looked completely different knowing that you know you you didn't have that experience going into talking to all those other developers and meeting those individuals you know were there any things that uh had shaped the game today because of those conferences so like to be very honest if you kind of believe in the game then i i think the the output would have been the same if like it would be have been the same or a little worse but uh like definitely the all these meetings and all they help you in motivational uh, in motivating you and in kind of giving you the right direction to like to what all problems you can face and what all things you have to do but mm-hmm. at the end of the day the game that you make is yours and at the end of the day even despite knowing the mistakes that you can commit i i still committed a lot of them <laughs> so <laughs> so i would say all those experience experiential things did not really matter at the end of the day uh, <laughs> right it's just it one yeah 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 it's at the end of the day it's is the game going to be successful but hey you know it, it got you to the point that we're at now where it's more uh complete right yeah exactly yeah I, <laughs> it's complete like it's, it cannot be more complete than this now <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the actual game itself because we're kind of dancing around the subject but um for those who might not know anything about in my shadow what is this game all about you know how would you describe it and why would an audience member be excited about it okay yeah so in my shadow is like a one of a kind puzzle platformer and in this game you most you basically play with shadows in your like own unique ways to to solve various kind of unique puzzles and twisted puzzles and at the same time you go through the journey of a girl named bella and who is actually going through her memories and as you play the game as you solve these puzzles you unfold the memories of bella as as she struggles to kind of accept and confront herself in her past gotcha yeah that makes sense um and then just to go a little bit diver or a little bit deeper excuse me on your process in this game uh is this a solo development project so I actually don't know how to define a solo developed project because okay. so what I would say is that Playbay is just me and the entire responsibility of creating and finishing the game is mine. But I do have a publisher and uh, I did have a lot of help for the art and sound from freelancers. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're doing most of the the actual like programming aspect of it, but you're you're getting a lot of help with assets and things like that around yeah. the actual programming aspect to this game. Yeah, so like but in in reality most of my time goes into managing those assets and implementing those assets. So the programming is programming is probably the easier part of the game. The harder <laughs> part is like getting everything together from all the all these people around the world and communicating with them, collaborating with them. So yeah, like these are the challenges that I did not really anticipate but I did learn a lot during this entire process. Right, right. And so just to confirm, this is a full-time thing that you're working on now, right? Because originally yeah. this was just a prototype. And then as you saw kind of that that potential in this, it became the the uh, that stepping stone of, oh, 
this needs to be a full-time work right yes yes exactly like that's where i think these awards and these shows kind of kicked in because they are kind of the validation that you you might need because if you have a good idea and if you have a good vision then you will going to make you're going to make the game anyway but you will have less of hesitation uh, if you get awards here in that way and you'll be more motivated so when these awards came in then i left my job before that i was always like applying with the job and just like mm-hmm. kind of juggling in between makes sense yeah i mean for a lot of people i know for me especially like i wouldn't want to take that leap because uh, i would just be nervous right i would be very very nervous and i'm sure there's still a bit of that that nervousness uh for for anyone who even makes the the jump or has that recognition but obviously that is a good like clear delineation that oh you know maybe there is reason for for taking this leap of faith so to speak yeah exactly like you you find it pretty well that uh, it's 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 no matter how many awards you get you're still going to get nervous because awards are not guarantees that your game will do well and right you still got to take that leap of faith and you still got to believe that okay like not just leap of faith but also you'll also have to plan for the worst that okay uh, so what i planned was that okay like my skills have grown and uh, if i if i'm going to make this game obviously my skill will grow even more so even if it does not work out i'll at least come out as a person who has much better skill and with no regrets and then i can probably right. start looking for another job and maybe i'll get a better one like that's what i <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, what I it's, kind of concept it's all for that portfolio, right? You know, if yeah. you if you don't get it, at least you have that great, you know, working piece of uh, development there that you can say, look, I, I spent all this time doing this. This is the what I can offer to the team if for any reason this doesn't. But I, I don't think that will be the case, or at least I, I very much hope not. Um, but let's move on to kind of what spawned this game or what brought about this game. Because I'm looking at your por- portfolio right now mm-hmm. and I'm seeing a couple of previous games before in my shadow they yeah. seem very unlike uh yeah. unlike this one so what was the main reason i think you touched upon it a little bit at the start but what was the main reason that drove you to go from this more like puzzle platform style game yeah so like limbo and like games like limbo and little nightmares these kind of games were really my inspirations that i always wanted to make a game like that but whenever like never had the courage or not just the courage but also the bandwidth to do that so mm-hmm. so this was so if you see like i'll probably i don't know since this is a podcast i cannot show but i can show like there is a prototype of the game that was the first prototype it was very mm-hmm. easy to do like it, like technically it was hard to do but in terms of assets and everything it was just a, took hardly two weeks to do that or three weeks right and yeah so well, that prototype was enough like that was good enough to convince that okay this can be made into a good game and then as i kind of kept spending more and more time on it like it's all relative to time the more time you spend the more your skills grow and the more your kind of even the vision grows for the game even though that should not happen like that's one of my mistakes <laughs> that's how scope creep happens yeah exactly uh, like the scope the scope remained the same but it's just like your sense gets better that okay this can be made to look better this can uh, be made to feel better and you keep on adding those small touches as you keep growing as you keep getting more and more time and when you have this full time thing 
then obviously you will spend a lot more time than you can with a part time at least i did like i used to find it very hard to uh, like go go on a job and then come back home and work on the work on your side project i could do that only on the right. weekend and like it's it gets it gets very hard to maintain yeah, it's exhausting job. yeah exactly like uh, i i like to have a good work life balance uh, like i used i like to have i like to do workouts i like to spend time with friends i like to i used to like to play i still like to play games but i don't get time to play games anymore <laughs> but <laughs> back then i used to play a lot of games so i could never like uh, spend a lot of time on my side project with my job so right when i got this yeah. opportunity, i jumped into it i get it uh trust me uh <laughs> there's so many more things that i would want to do in my life but just don't have time or the energy to, <laughs> to do yeah. it there's there is one more all... thing though like uh okay. since i'm in india so the easier part is that like we don't have to pay rents because we can live with our parents <laughs> so yeah all right yeah so like if i if i as soon as i left my job i moved back to my home and i thought that okay i have the, this much savings that i can probably last for a year uh, like if i get my own food and everything and i don't have to mm-hmm. pay the rent so yeah, so that was the kind of the easy part like that's why i say that looking back to it like even if i did not get any awards pro- spending a year on the game probably wouldn't have been very bad like wouldn't have been very harmful right yeah yeah that makes sense but it's it's nice that at least you had that that cushion to fall back on because if you didn't obviously there there might have been changes to this even being a thing right yeah yeah exactly like well, I'm glad you did because I absolutely love the idea of playing with the shadows of objects to create your own obstacle courses, so to speak. It's it's um, it's just a very unique idea, right? It's something that I don't see a lot. Like you see more or less those shadows used in in artistic ways, but not really for the main crux of the game. Uh, tell me, how did you come up with the idea of using just the shadows rather than say? creating something where instead you're literally just moving objects in the room and creating the course out of that yeah okay so like the the basic the core idea came in like uh the, the, i was i was with some of my friends on my terrace and like there was uh so we had our shadows kind of formed on the wall and uh what got me the idea was that our shadows were actually kind of standing on a platform that was not there and it was some hmm. some other shadow like that was not a platform that was the shadow but right. we we kind of appeared to be standing on something on the shadow so that kind of got me the idea but yeah like this the my throughout the process my entire uh, kind of motive with the game was to not just make a platformer game but it was to make a free flowing puzzle game where you can do a lot of things with the shadows and like that's the kind of puzzle game that i like so as a gamer i am either playing shooters or i am playing some kind of a puzzle game i okay. really love puzzle games and i really love the puzzle games which have a sense of freedom to it like instead of just all those kind of block puzzles or very fixed and hard puzzles i like puzzles that are uh, so puzzle platformers are really kind of uh, in terms of uh, the the bandwidth and everything they're very free right like you mm-hmm. you have no idea of what to do and you kind of figure it out yourself right right so that's why i wanted to do but i always wanted to have a unique element to the game that is not really present in the in the industry yet so that yeah. when i did some research on this shadow idea i saw that yeah there's no such game on 
kind of purely shadow as puzzles there were a few games like contrast and lost in the shadow and everything mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but yeah like i wanted to focus on the puzzle aspect more than the platforming aspect and like, right. so that's how it kind of got differentiated Wow, I love that though. It's such a it's so interesting because it's such a simple idea, right? Just looking yeah. at your own shadow and seeing that kind of optical illusion, so to speak, of you uh your shadows being in a place that they're not really yeah, is yeah. is so interesting that from that one idea comes this full-fledged, you know, here's this puzzle platformer game that I have just because I looked and saw my shadow, right? <laughs> yeah, so so like this this has been one of the good parts of kind of marketing the game if i would say that that it's instantly relatable and like mm-hmm. whoever sees it like they instantly relate with the idea because obviously who hasn't played with his or her shadow in right the, in the childhood and and everyone can relate okay yeah, like people i i get this a lot that people ask me that why wasn't this done before and i'm like yeah i know like this should have been done before <laughs> I, I i got lucky with this idea yeah, yeah, maybe. But hey, you're the first one to do it. So you know what? It's not luck. It's you uh, putting a good idea into place. Um, yeah, that being said, from the trailer, we've seen objects like chairs being moved, close, uh, oh, excuse me, closer or turned. Uh, we also see these traps and obstacles you have to avoid. So there's a lot more than just playing with the shadows, right? It's actually building out that course. It's actually finding a way to platform and to mm. find you know point a to point b and getting to those different areas all by moving these objects in the room yeah. so um what are some examples you know I, I mentioned a few but like what are some examples of other items or mechanics that we might have to master or, or get through uh with this game yeah yeah so uh, like the basic element of like like you just said that the basic element of the every mechanic is like moving the shadows and creating that course creating that path right and mm-hmm. then you get faced with a lot of new kind of obstacles but obstacles other than the obstacles the main variety that gets kind of added and that that you have to master is the application of the shadows so mm-hmm. the basic kind of design uh, this requirement or like the puzzle requirement for the player to master is uh, they have to know the that they can use the shadow to go higher and they can use the shadows to go farther and they can use the shadows to avoid obstacles and prevent obstacles and uh, yeah so those are the three kind of mastery that you have to learn but that mastery will kind of always keep changing that because because of the mechanics so what happens is like you will have obstacles that so you have you will have objects that you can move around but mm-hmm. then you will have some restricted objects uh which won't be like which won't be allowed to move in all the directions like they, they uh-huh. would be restricted in a particular direction then you're going to have some breakable objects like which will kind of challenge you to think about the puzzle in a way that you cannot use this object more than once because right it will break as soon as you jump out of it and then after that you you also have like a longer like you have double walls so the platforming does not happen only in one wall and it happens on the double wall so the angle of the light matters and then you are also going to have like two lights like more than one light and so that that completely changes the equation because now you have like now every object will be casting two shadows so now right. your entire thinking is changed but again in the end 
all you have to do these three or four things that like getting higher getting farther or avoiding obstacles that's like the basic yeah i like it it's it's a, a very simple way of putting it even though there's all these different pieces that have to fit around that right it's a very simple in theory of just put a shadow in front of an area and jump from yeah. place to place right but yeah. adding all those different mechanics make it a little bit more challenging each step of the way um i really do enjoy this and i'm glad you brought up the the two walls part because i thought that was the most interesting of like having to put an object in a place where it's both on one side but then still in the right area on the next wall because it is it is a little like i think it was in the trailer you see it and they they kind of lined it up so it's perfectly on one wall but then as they continued it was like oh well now i'm stuck because it was like it's only working in one area which i think is is a very clever way to to add that element of challenge um how is how is that played off in because i'm sure you're doing testing of some sort with you know maybe it's just friends or or other people like has this been something where people kind of get it right away or is it a very challenging uh, aspect for people to understand kind of how those shadows will will work essentially so the first room uh, is the one where the players are introduced to the concept right and mm-hmm. so the this one good thing about this game like one also kind of the unique main highlight of the game is that that the game does not restrict you a lot like you are free to use the shadows in whichever way you like and because of that there are multiple solutions to a level like you can have mm-hmm. your own solution and your friend can have a uh, if not a completely different your, your friend can have a different yet similar solution so visually they might be a little different but they can get the job done and yeah so people really enjoy that process of learning how to use the mechanics and to finding their own solutions so the first room is mostly like a good enlightenment for them because they enjoy the process of using the shadows in their own ways to solve puzzles and then after the first room then they kind of get challenged with all the new mechanics so that now now it's more more of a natural thing for them to think think uh, of puzzles from a shadow view so that mm-hmm. you've already got those things mastered about using how to use the shadows and now it's more of a uh, like mastery thing that now i've got this done now i've, I've got to use this in more unique ways and like more innovative ways so that i can solve this particular puzzle right that makes sense so it's it's more of a natural progression so it's yeah. not as daunting going into it and being like oh there's so many different elements to it i i don't know what to do first kind of a thing yeah so there's actually one kind of more uh, challenging part to the game is that like just i mentioned like like i mentioned that there is there are multiple solutions to a level like every mm-hmm. player can have their own approach right so so that also kind of defines the difficulty of the level because what happens what ends up happening is like when you so there are two modes to the game one is the object placement mode and the other is the player platforming mode right mm-hmm. so you might have seen that from the trailer and yep so the object placement mode is very crucial that if you place the objects in a very smart way in a very optimized and efficient way your platform will be a lot easier as compared to if you don't really do it do, spend a lot of spend some time on the object side but you just jump onto the platforming you can really like you can still do it because like in some levels in some levels obviously you can't but in some levels you can still find your own very unique solution but that might re- require you to do a lot of precise platforming and timed platforming right. yeah. so 
even an easy level can be made tough by the player if they decide to not spend a lot of time on the uh, object placement not not spend a lot of brain on the object placement but yeah they can still kind of catch up to it if they are a great platformer and so like, there's this kind of flexibility that you can always juggle between a puzzle solver and a platformer right yeah i i love that because it it makes sense for those who might be more mechanically uh advanced so to speak who just want to dive into it or perhaps even give themselves an extra challenge but for those who are like really dedicated to more of a puzzle aspect they could take that time take their approach of you know where does each piece need to be so that i can easily platform like i do enjoy that that duality of of having both sides right yeah yeah now yeah i'm i'm sure um now i wanted to talk about something that i noticed in the trailer some of the items in there there were these shadowy items which with shadows it's it is kind of hard to distinguish between different things right because if it's a shadow everything is a shadow right it's kind of hard to distinguish sometimes between an obstacle and what i assume might be a collectible some of those items or these things are are glowing uh in the shadows is this something that are just like form of collectibles that add maybe extra difficulty so i'm thinking of like strawberries and celeste right or are these actually required to collect so that you you know to to finish a level you have to get all of these yeah or am i, I totally should... off base no no yeah completely right like i think i should have mentioned this before but yeah like they are kind of the requirements of the level so they are the objectives okay so talking uh, in the game language they are more like snippets of the game that if you collect them you'll clear the level and as you keep clearing more levels you'll have more and more snippets and like you'll be able to see the photographs of our memories and so that that's how it progresses so they are actually the pivotal point of how the puzzle like they dictate the puzzle of how the how gotcha. the player is supposed to solve the puzzle in that way okay okay that makes sense so it's not just about getting from you know the the end of the level so to speak you also have to make sure that those objects are set in a way so you can collect all of those those glowing shadows correct yeah yeah and like you mentioned like you got a very good point that like this has been one of the challenges one of the major challenges about uh the fact that since everything is a shadow it's it can get kind of confusing and kind of hard to identify what is what so i've tried to keep it as clear as possible but also i want i always wanted it to feel natural so i did not want the character to kind of uh, feel separated or feel distinguished from the shadows from the other shadows because at the end of the day it is a shadow and everything is a shadow and like shadow shadows are supposed to be of the same color if they are from the same light and on the same mm-hmm. wall so right. what i have done is like i have uh, made the objectives or the snippets distinguishable by having them of a different color but mm-hmm everything else uh, there is an original shadow like it's, it's a real shadow so and i try to play with the camera angles a little bit so that there is more clarity and like people don't really so that so that people don't lose anything in the in that detail right right yeah i i think it's a hard challenge to overcome i mean maybe that's why no one ever did a shadow game right <laughs> <laughs> so there have been a lot of like design challenges uh with this game so i would like to kind of reference a game called shadow physics so immediately after when i made this prototype i did some research on if there have been any similar games and there was this game called shadow physics by scott anderson and mm-hmm. 
so he was making this game kind of a similar and a much more kind of ambitious version of this game in 2011 and okay yeah that game was really popular because it got the attention and everyone everybody in the world loved it but like unfortunately it could not be made into a full game because of all the kind of challenges that they might have faced and there were a lot of issues with level design and stuff like i did a lot of research on that because i obviously even i faced a hell lot of challenges while designing the levels <laughs> yeah right. so i think the, for me what worked was the restriction part like uh, like if you could see later uh, in the shadow physics was a game which had a lot of flexibility like you can you could even move the light you can do a lot of things with the shadow you can you don't just have to move the objects you can move the light and uh, you have double walls you have you have everything and you can also interact with the right. like from the shadow world to the real world right now it's just the vice versa right so so it was very ambitious and like what worked for me was restricting the design a lot so that there are not a lot of possibilities and since i did not have a lot of uh, kind of this game design reference to look up to so that that was i think the most challenging part of the game was to get a like fun game out of this mechanic out of the school mechanic Right. Yeah. I mean, otherwise it's, it sounds too complex the other way, right? It's, there's too many variables. So yeah. I can understand the idea behind limiting this to make it more manageable and to actually have the game come out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not just manageable, but also like designable. So right. when you have a lot of things, then it's, even it's very hard to design the levels because since these are shadows and like I said, the players have a lot of freedom, right? So what you, what you would make as a, uh, like a tough tough level can be done very easily because the players have a lot of freedom so they can do anything that they want so they can find hacks they can find shortcuts they can find multiple solutions to it so finding that right design thing that can like, dictate the difficulty that was really crucial in this in the develop throughout the development of this game Right, right. Um, let's jump a little bit into the actual story of it, though, right? We've talked a lot about the mechanics, about the actual game or those levels. Uh, this game sets a very dramatic tone in the trailer, and it seems to be very much about trauma or, or some kind of, uh, you know, uh, depressing themes, if you will. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, the story and, and what might have been so traumatic for this individual? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the game's main emotional theme is regret and regret and acceptance so okay. so like what mostly is like this game tells the story of this young girl called bella and so bella had a fallout with her family a few years ago and like she does not live with her, live with her family anymore and she mm -hmm. has not been in touch with her family and just on a normal random day she got a message uh, from her father which was just a normal message but she got a message which which was pretty unexpected because she was not talking to them and that right. kind of got her into her memories and she like she always had this regret throughout her life that uh, because of what happened in her, in her childhood so uh, like uh, see she why why she left the house and everything so she always had that regret and this is a mental blockage that she always had throughout her life after leaving the house so mm -hmm. so the gameplay happens in this dream of hers when like when she got she gets the message she uh, goes back to her childhood memories and so this is the kind of dream that the, we as the player are living and uh, she, 
she kind of sees the memories come to life uh, on the walls of her house on the, as shadows and as we kind of keep solving the puzzles we see how her relationship evolved with each and every family member uh, during her childhood and what gotcha. eventually led to her kind of leaving the house and so so this is more of a representation or a symbolification of all the mental struggles that she is going through in the during that dream and how she tries to accept her past and let go of it and kind of move on so that's the mental journey that i've tried to show in that in this gameplay wow that's a that's a lot more than you know just looking at at the trailer or not really the trailer because there were a little bit about that but like just looking at uh, a lot of those snippets of gameplay it seems like there's much yeah. more so for those who are you know a little bit more excited for for games with a story uh, there is something there for them right yeah like it, that that video is more mostly like a gameplay teaser uh, instead of right. a kind of trailer and like i'm working on the trailer right now that will be showing more of the narrative along with the gameplay as well but yeah like i haven't really shared much about the story yet but i will be sharing a lot more very soon i'm excited to hear about it uh let's talk about on the steam page it stated that there will be over 50 levels in this game yeah um first off are you finished with all the levels so far yeah like that was probably the one of the first thing that was done <laughs> nice okay so you're just filling in all the pieces now right yeah yeah so like the level design and everything was done uh like it's it has been quite a quite a while uh, i i would say 5 or 6 months probably uh but yeah the narrative like how to get to get everything together and like the mechanics were designed the levels were designed but then to have the proper aesthetic to it and the proper ux to it that was the the, the later later thing that i spent a lot of time on right yeah i mean there's a lot of polish that needs to go into it right it's not just yeah. those levels there's more to that um but that being said so having you know those the over 50 levels uh kind of finalized obviously there's a little bit more that goes into it um but having those set how long uh at least on average do you anticipate that it'll take someone to actually complete the game from start to finish yeah so like if i just talk about an average thing i would say 3 to 4 hours is a good time 4 hours is okay. a good time probably uh but like i like i also mentioned that some of the players can really do it very quickly if they are good at both like both like puzzle solving and platforming right right uh, and if they are just good at one and or or if they are just stubborn like i see a lot of uh, players and also myself as well sometimes doing that so what happens is i even i forget the solutions because it's been a lot of time since i designed these levels so even i forget the solutions of some of the levels and uh, what ends up happening is that sometimes you you have the wrong kind of placement but you mm-hmm. when you are platforming you still feel that you are close that you are almost yeah. there you're like i can do this Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I can definitely do this. Just just a little to the left, a little to the right. And then it's that stubborn feeling kind of gets you into it and you keep on trying and that that also adds to the addiction part of the game. So right. You could probably spend a lot of time on a level that is, that is pretty easy if you that could have been pretty easier uh, if you had placed the objects a little differently. So the time actually can vary if if you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on how how you play but on an average I would say a a decent player would be able to finish it in under 3 hours or around 3 hours. 
Okay. That makes sense. That's a good little chunk of time there. Um, and if we look at the Steam page as well, you currently have a release window around Q1 of 2021. Is this still a target that you think you'll achieve? Is there possibly you know, a chance that it gets pushed back a little bit? I know that there is a demo coming out, I believe in February, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Like probably in a, in a few days, like one or two days. The release date is around, it's in March, right? And so that's the plan. So the exact okay, date... Okay. We do have a date in our plan, but we are kind of waiting for the feedback from the demo, like because the demo will right. give, a, give a very big feedback, like a large feedback. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, if nothing goes wrong in the demo and we we feel that okay, the players are liking what we have, then we are not gonna push it, and it's gonna be there in probably in the early March. And but yeah, like uh, even if assuming that nothing drastic happens, but most like most likely the date will not change and it'll be sometime in march that's for sure gotcha all right well that's exciting that's a lot sooner than uh than i thought even though i i know q1 it makes sense but like a lot of the times you see those on steam pages especially with now with you know with COVID and everything that's happened a lot of people end up getting it pushed back so it's exciting to hear that at least you know you're still kind of on track there for this yeah i have my fingers crossed that like the demo will go well and hopefully i won't have to change a ton of things on the game that will take up a lot of time right right we'll see i mean that being said that player feedback is probably more useful going into it before the full release so i think you have the right idea hopefully there's nothing too crazy but you know it's still always good to see from uh from those those uh smaller communities to get that feedback first right yeah like we don't mind pushing the date because like if if there is a valid point and if we feel that the players are completely right about something and like this this is something that we should change then we don't mind pushing the date but yeah like hopefully not yeah well i wish you all the best uh i'm i once again, thank you for coming on. I only have one last question, and I, I ask this of all the people that come on. I always like to hear some advice for, for those oh, yeah. who are in the indie space. And when I asked you or mentioned this to you before the actual uh, recording of this, you mentioned that you have a very long list, and it would be pretty hard to pick between just one or two things. But can you help us, uh, for those listening who might be interested in starting their own project, You know, just getting into the game space or who are working? on it and might need a little bit of advice you know what are some of those things that you've learned along the way okay yeah so like some of these are gonna be really obvious things but uh, <laughs> like despite knowing these i still committed the, the mistakes so i'll kind of try to tell how i t- did commit those mistakes so okay. yeah so like one of the very common advices is that like st- start small right if it's your first commercial game you should have a small game right and that unfortunately was not the case with me because I had this idea that uh, would have felt a little wasted if I had made it a very small casual game. Uh, right. But yeah, I should have uh, kind of, but still I should have had that uh, kind of clarity that I'm gonna face a lot of challenges. And mm-hmm. accordingly, I should have done a lot of lot more research on what all challenges could I face. Like I knew that I, I'm gonna face challenges because this is not a, not gonna be a small game. But I should have done some research. So the problem, the advice would be obviously to start small. But even if you are not starting small, or even if you are starting small, it does not matter. Do a lot of research on what can go wrong and what uh, what goes into making a complete game. Like it's not just the game. Obviously, it's a lot of things, right? Right. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I've talked to a lot of people on this podcast who always mention, you know, the, the, the marketing behind a game and how a lot of people focus so much on the game that the aspect of people actually picking up your game and, and knowing about it, like the visibility of, of finding your game or that discoverability is so tough. And it's something that is quite often overlooked. Yeah. So this is a constant challenge that I usually face is that like the game is loved by everyone, but still the kind of the reach is not as good as I would have liked. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. it's hopefully going to change around the demo. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. this is a marketing is a slow and gradual process. So, like, that would be my next point in the way that never underestimate anything. Anything, like, if, be it marketing, be it PR, be it polishing, or be it team building, anything. Never, never underestimate or always overestimate stuff. Like, mm-hmm. even if you think that something is going to take one month, it's safe to, to give it two months. Like, that will happen. Right. Like, regardless of how uh, correct you feel you are that okay uh, I should there's no way that this can go beyond one month it still will so always <laughs> overestimate stuff like this is uh, the biggest learning of my this thing uh, it uh, it also uh, kind of holds true for marketing it holds true for promotion it holds true for uh, kind of team management so there are a lot of things that can go wrong some sometimes uh, the people that you're working with the it, it it might not work you know, work for you and if that is a crucial time you will find yourself kind of in a very uh, tricky situation of how to kind of cover out cover it up and how to come back so always plan for the worst and always overestimate stuff like that's the <laughs> real thing I like it. Well, anyway, for those listening, In My Shadow is currently in development, but it sounds like uh, by the time this episode goes live, there should be a demo out. So definitely pick that up. You know, if any of this sounds interesting, go to their Steam page, give them a wish list uh, because it it does help with discoverability and whatnot. Uh, But once again, thank you so much for joining today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Like, it was really fun talking about everything. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 